0: Welcome to We're Talkin'. We have an opinion about everything, and it means absolutely nothing. Now, here are your hosts, the rocket surgeon and the brain scientist, but we're not sure who's who. Craig Malasa and Ja-Jacquesneau, they're talkin'. Welcome to We're Talkin' today from Montgomery, Alabama, the Sunbelt Conference baseball tournament, and right off the bat, Georgia Southern with a nice play to get an out, first out of the inning. Today, though, we're talking baseball with Josh Sowers from the UT Arlington Mavericks. How are we doing today, Josh?
1: We're doing all right. We got a nice little AM win a, uh, in a somewhat meaningless contest against the Troy Trojans, an 11-5 win. So uh, it's it's great to play baseball. It's great to play baseball in the morning. It's great to be done with work about 1.15 p.m. in the afternoon. I'll
0: tell you that much. So back-to-back games with six runs. Talk talk to me here. Are you guys uh, – have you uh, – mean, how do I say this? Have you – gotten all that out of your system yet I mean I hope not you got one more game or one more game for sure hopefully two
1: well I guess when you when you coop the chickens up long enough when you open those doors feathers are going to fly and that's exactly what's happened uh in these first two games for uh UTA and our what has turned into an elimination game as ULM sends the ball into left field into the gap all right dangerous play yes uh anyway uh As I get my mind focused as I'm watching a baseball game. No, UTA, it's weird being the number two seed in the West coming into your first game, and it's already an elimination game. Our coaches, they are a fan of it in a way like, hey, it's it's our game, let's get up and play. And that's what UTA did. It's weird being one of the top seeds and already having to play a type of elimination game in game number one. Give UTA credit against Arkansas State. Top uh, bottom of the first inning against uh, against the Arkansas State uh, pitcher Hudson. Came out, scored six runs, five hits, uh, also an error. And tough, tough for Arkansas State because they had a great squad, but the Mavericks were able to hang on to a nice 8-3 win, got some insurance runs, and then in a meaningless game here earlier this afternoon, top
0: of the first, we're the road team, six runs, six hits, and the game was already over against the Troy Trojans. Yeah. You know, you, you talked about having to play that elimination game first, and my thought was the whole time you want to play that first because you want to get that over with. I mean, just because you, your guys can take batting practice. And, I mean, either way, I mean, the first game for us was a, was a meaningless game like you said, but uh, I guess there's different pools of thought which way you want to go. But, you know, in the end, though, and I'm not saying the Sun Belt got it right or the Sun Belt got it wrong, but the four top seeds are in the championship bracket. How do you – I mean – It's what it's
1: what it's built for. And then I want to take y'all's – you know, we had two different situations. We had an elimination game, if you will, in our first one, and then Louisiana Rage occasions, Cajuns, they had a game that, okay, let's just go out and play ball, and you did. And then when it came time to play against Appalachian State, Throughout it, it was a pretty tight ball game. It was a great game. It was a fantastic ball game. Uh, Grand Slam in the eighth, looked at the Louisiana Raging Cages to the win. And so there's pros and cons to be
0: said about both. For our guys, for UTA, hey, hey, you got one game. Get up and play. Get up and play. You know, I can understand if you're the team that's traveling a long way and maybe spent, you know, 18 hours on a bus or something like that, that you would want that game first and, and kind of relax your players. So I understand both sides of it. For us, you know, a little six six hour jaunt over from Lafayette to to Montgomery. So I'm not sure that uh, in the end, though. I mean, it worked out. All four teams, two and zero. App State. uh, You watched the game last night. App State impress you? I mean, I, they impressed the hell out of me. App State is a, a growing program. It's taken
1: a long time for them to somewhat become relevant, and they're still not w- quite where they want to be. And I know they left disappointed. Uh, I did see one of the infielders for App State in the elevator yesterday, and uh, he—I mean—he was mentally exhausted, as you would be after yeah. a very emotional loss that they suffered last night. Um, I told him, "Hey, I, I mean, I know, I know that's tough. Congratulations on a on, on a pretty good year. You know, that's one of the b- best App States games. They got their first postseason win ever in the Sun Belt." Conference. Which absolutely surprised me. But then I went back and looked at their records. And they didn't have 10-plus wins in conference play until yeah. just maybe a year ago. Or um, not 2020, but 2019. It's a slow process of building. It's still got a lot of work to do. But I give Appalachian State credit. But in the end, the loser Rage Cages, they're the better team. They deserve to move on. And they did. Well, you know,
0: but, you know, you talked. How hard do you think it is to recruit to App State? Because, you know, in Arlington, you guys had your, a couple series because of weather. Can you imagine being in the mountains of Boone and what you're having to deal with and and guys maybe not being, not only not being able to play, but how do you practice and having to recruit to a situation like that? Absolutely. And, and one of the cases, you know, weather
1: may not be so much a factor for uh, Arlington because... It's, it's going to be
0: hot. It's Texas. It's the summertime. I'm talking about at the beginning of the season.
1: A- absolutely. And I think... When we
0: deal with the, weather, the hot weather at the end. That's very true. Um, I think it all comes down to facilities.
1: I think it also comes down to ease of access for parents, fans, girlfriends, whatnot. And wow. That was a tagged him on the head but he was safe
0: yeah he he slid in he was definitely there but i don't think he was too happy that he was sat on
1: no you really and, see the perpendicular tag yeah well it spun him a helicopter in both of them uh george southern ulm i think it's ease of access we're at 15 minutes from dfw airport anybody in the country can fly in and fly out typically in the same you can probably hop on a plane in three or four hours if you really had to uh anywhere you want so i think that's helps now dfw recruiting when it comes to boone the closest airport you can even land in is an hour away, and Charlotte is about two hours away. I think it comes down to that. I like the facilities uh, that App State has. App State's a beautiful campus. I love cold weather. I love the mountains. So I think that's a very interesting dynamic. It just all goes back to, to coaching and showing off your stuff and, and, and building for the future. And I don't, I don't know how the coaches do it. I really don't.
0: Well, for Bristol, I can tell you, as flying into Bristol, which is I think is the closest airport, like you said, Charlotte's a little bit further away. But Bristol may be an hour away in car, but I can tell you by bus. Well, for them, for them, for, for them, you're talking about parents that are hopping in a car and coming. Yeah, that, that's what. Yeah, that's yeah, that's sorry. a good
1: point. Um, and maybe I think Hickory has a strip that maybe the, the charter planes can can land yeah, on if you
0: were to charter into there. And we flew into Hickory last uh, last year when we played in Boone. We flew into Hickory and we stayed in Hickory for the football team. So that was much better than flying through Bristol. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we, we the, the last couple of times we've been there, and obviously it's been winter and it's been late, it's been it's been cold, it's been wet, it's been icy, it's been snow. We, I mean, the last game that we played there, we had all of those things. It rained horrifically and everything. But, again, it wasn't baseball season. By that time, normally it's just snow on the ground. Maybe you're getting a, a late storm. But I'm just glad. We're, uh, my understanding is the Cajuns play there in April next year. I'm hoping it's later in April so Craig can make the trip because, you know, honestly, it's all about Craig it is all about craig so and
1: that's why you yeah i don't know what i'm saying yeah i'm well, happy right. to be your guest craig thank you very no, much
0: thank you josh it's been uh and as y'all can tell we're probably uh, sipping on a libation right now because we're at a ballpark and that's one of the greatest things about this ballpark is that we've been able to set up out here we've all been able to chat we've all been able to have an adult beverage in our hand because we're adults absolutely not that everybody acted last night at 3 a.m but oh man 3 a.m huh no that was actually the night before last night i think everybody was was uh, headed up to the room about one so probably because the last night was
1: 3 a.m yeah before that so man i tell you we got the uh you know we were going to play at three o'clock uh, today and then the uh, the rain that i don't think is ever going to happen uh was going to blow through they said uh, we're moving UTA to 10 a.m and um man i went to sleep about about a little after 12:30, and uh probably the best sleep i've had uh all week not uh not not induced from a third party if right. you will just uh it was it was nice to actually get a few
0: hours a few hours of sleep and as we can hear the train coming uh through here and i'm not sure about what it is on that particular track there's actually two tracks we're right at the y and the track that heads uh a little bit more south or the south the southern version of, of the y whatever reason those trains that come through there have very squeaky wheels and it's not good oh they're, they're hitting them brakes. they're absolutely hitting them brakes. now i, I want to transition
1: briefly yeah so do you know why all right we've talked about the right field concave wall in do you know why that is there no i do not so when they built this ballpark that there's a switching station obviously right here oh and there's several different lines of tracks well there is some fiber underground that connects switching stations from one another and when they were building this ballpark the railroad commission it said we, we can't move these. That's another million dollars out of this project. So they had to bring that wall in to cover the fiber lines that run from the switching stations from track to track over there. That is why that wall kind of concaves in, which is a perfect place to watch the ball game over there on that. You can't really call it a berm. It's not raised. Yeah. But just the railing that comes in makes the very weird wall. But there's some train track fiber optic lines that connect
0: switching stations. That is why that right field wall concaves in. So, in just case you're wondering, Josh Sowers, UT Arlington Mavericks, dropping knowledge on Cajun fan today. Avid, avid train enthusiast as well. I'm a, I, am am Childhood was big. I, I love trains. Anytime uh,
1: we had a train, we had a train crossing not too far away from where I grew up uh, in Fort Worth. And anytime you could hear a train horn from where we live. And anytime when I was, you know, maybe four to six years old, maybe eight years old. Hell, probably in my teen years, yeah. teen years really. Uh, I'd run over to my parents and say, Hey, can we go watch the train? And there's a few times we got in the car, we drove over to crossing. And I could just see the train go across and we'd drive around and turn home you know a waste of time for my parents but childhood Josh Sowers was jumping up in his car oh, so I,
0: I thought you were gonna tell you tell me that you and your buddies used to go walk down the tracks so like and stand by me do you remember that movie absolutely thinking, okay. oh, no,
1: I, I that I have a there was a very haunting scene of the leeches yes. that's a very that's a very haunting childhood memory of watching that oh, game. and I've done the old penny trick me and my dad used to do the penny trick all the yep. time you'd set some pennies yep. down and uh r- run away because those things shoot off too I've seen some dangerous things those pennies they'll shoot and they'll hurt too if they hit you
0: well I remember... He, Now we've gone really off the rails, no pun intended, but but we're talking trains here. But do you remember watching the cowboy and in Indian movies where the guys would stick their ear down on the train tracks to see if they, the train was coming? Yeah, the trains like five, seven miles yeah. away. Right, here, here, here. Oh no, here it comes! Well, let yeah. me tell you, you don't do that because your face gets up and it's black from grease and everything wow. else. Okay, sounds Trust. like uh, sounds like you've given that a shot or two. It might have been me. It might have been my younger brother after I did it once. I told him to see if the train was coming, but maybe Jay Walker. Who knows? Well. That might be what happened to his head and oh, his face, but no. oh dear. So back to the uh, the fiber optic cables that you were talking about. A little known fact is that Sprint uh, telephone company was started as uh, um, SP Communications, Southern Pacific, Pacific Communication, because they had all the railroad tracks and they had all this. They have all this right away. So they were able to, Sprint was able to uh, add their fiber lines all along the railroad tracks and didn't have to buy up any land or anything Hmm. because they own the land already. Yeah. So they were able to. Smart move, really. Yeah, it was awesome. I I found that out working out in the Bay Area probably back in uh, 96 or 97. So uh, I got my little education there and a two-week trip turned in about four and a half months and it's a long fly ball. Does he have room? Jumping. In oh back. man, it was close to just over the wall. Oh, that was a three, uh, two run shot, I believe, to give the uh, Warhawks now. Um, well, there's a little fighting back from the P40s yeah. right now. You know,
1: Georgia Southern got up 9-0, and, and you and I were rushing to just even do this podcast, but now all of a sudden it's now yeah. what? It's still, yeah. I mean, it's still a long ways to go, yeah. obviously. But you know, hey, they've made it a six-run game, and you know, I, I give ULM credit. I know there's a lot of hate, you know, between Louisiana and well, ULM, but you have to absolutely respect, you know, what they're doing. They had a they had a great end of the year, and then <laughs> unfortunately, one of those teams typically falls on their face when it comes to the conference tournament. Unfortunately, yeah. they were the victim to Georgia State, so they've had to hang around here since tuesday and now they're playing their last game of the season on friday give you know whatever whoever seniors they have you know give them a little joy give them yes. something to remember uh they may lose this game they probably are going to lose this game but give them something to remember something to tell them tell their kids about
0: yeah and i'm i said that uh all four teams were uh two and oh i don't know if i said it on this one or the other one but but that's not true george southern still needs to win but uh they're, they're they have it in hand at nine to three but you, talk, you brought up ULM, we brought up App State, and you just mentioned Georgia State. Those three teams have been pretty much cellar dwellers in the Belt Conference. But I really think they're coming up, and by doing that, I think the whole Sunbelt can get back to where they can get two or three and hopefully four teams like we did in softball this year. Well, look at the standings this year.
1: You only had two teams going into the conference tournament with more than 30 wins. That's not a lot at no. all. You, But you did not have a team that was, say – Uh, You know 5 and 25 in conference play or or 10 and 20. There was there was not a bottom dweller at all So while this conference did not have the power that the Rage and Cages have been that South Alabama has been at times uh, Over the last few years you never had anybody that was bad Everyone was pretty even coming into this tournament now. We've seen some scores that say okay like people are outmatched whatever but Standings wise, RPI, nobody brought anybody else down, and it's it, it is the future. It's obviously a weird year. COVID's been yes. a weird year. There's been cancellations. There's been weather issues of we've as we've highlighted before. Uh, So, no, it is a rising conference. ULM's a rising program. I don't know a ton about uh, Georgia State. UT Arlington did not play Georgia State. UT Arlington did not play Troy, Georgia State, uh, or App State. So those three teams I'm not too familiar with, just being able to do the home games. But watching these teams in this tournament, you can see that, man, the improvements are on the way. This is a conference that is up, and I believe Sunbelt is the 10th best RPI conference, which the the bad years, about 2017, 2018, they dropped, I think, to 13th. And while it's not a significant drop-off, you see some of the conferences that were ahead of them. You want to be ahead of some of those conferences, right. especially what we're seeing right now. The Sun Belt has done a good job uh, with this entire tournament. You want to see these teams stepping up. I think we're, I think we're on the brisk of that.
0: Well, when we had FIU, FAU, uh, 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 WKU, too many U's there, and uh, uh, Middle Tennessee, at that time, the, you know, Sun Belt was getting four teams in occasionally, and they were probably a, a top six, top seven mm-hmm. RPI conference. So I'm hoping we're getting back to that. And, and, and
1: that is a world that I do not know. Because yeah. I graduated college in okay. 13, and UT Arlington was in the WAC in 13, joined the, uh. joined the Sun Belt in 14. And that, that world I, I'm not too familiar with at all. And, okay. Um, my first year, actually my, set, my first year doing radio – Western Kentucky—that was the year they had already left, so they were already mm-hmm. gone. So I, yeah. it just it's a world I'm not too familiar with. Not trying to talk about myself here. Or no, 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 no. When you speak to those te- those, those teams, teams and whatnot, UTA... that is just a total different. Like that's that's back in the day. Even you know North Texas, you know, way back in the day. Right. Obviously, they've moved on to Conference USA, and they're you know they're the closest school other than TCU uh, to us when it comes to uh, when it, well they don't have a baseball right, program, right, yeah. basketball program I should say, other than TCU, SMU. Uh, but they're North Texas is very similar to UTA in a way. Obviously, North Texas in Conference USA, Utah Arlington in the Sun Belt. Yep.
0: Well, North Texas plays football, and uh, is there still? But rumblings? they don't play baseball. No, they don't, which I think is a real sport. But that a- solid a- softball program, though. Yes, very solid. Is there any talk of UTA bringing back football? I know for a while there was some there was some rumblings that they might start. There was a club sport or something like there. There, there was some talks. and There's been a few club sports, um, but at, it does
1: not look likely okay. at all i mean i would put it about a one percent chance over the next 10 years i'd put it maybe a four percent chance over the next 20 years it is it's not in the uh it's not in the uh the nearest future outlook so no it, it's unfortunate obviously everyone wants it um but it's just not not financially uh, viable no, the I, focus right here is is the other sports and getting up to title nine
0: regulations and that's um, true you know that would destroy you definitely have to bring some more women's program he started football so. yeah uh,
1: the next the next thing on the plate would probably be maybe a, a women's soccer program
0: uh, okay. we believe we have the facilities for that uh but that's that's still down the road as well it's been uh, uh it's been interesting to see the different things and everything going on but back to georgia state real quick i don't know a lot about uh, in baseball either except for the fact i know danny and colin uh from georgia southern and i know the hatred there between Georgia Southern and, and Georgia State, I call it the Holy War. <laughs> they don't like it when I call them, but I was like, "It's the Holy War." You're the
1: most hated. He makes it sound like they're the most hated two teams in the conference. And I know he gets jealous because I do consider Brant Freeman of Texas State, Bill Colhane Texas State, Clint Shields Texas State, and all the Texas State guys I've got to know throughout the years. Yep. I consider them good friends, nice people, a yep. nice campus. And you know, hey, we may be rivals. Our our fans, our students may hate each other, but anytime it's a handshakes and hugs between us. And I've told Danny Reed, the voice of Georgia Southern, you know you could take a page out of our book right here uh, because hey we're rivals on the court but man af- afterwards we're going to help each other we're best friends let's go out to dinner let's enjoy a good time together no i we, i think i'm a better man than danny Reed.
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have to remember that quote. can you cut that out <laughs> no i'm not I'm, i might highlight that might be the uh, <laughs> highlight of uh, you know, I, I and it's the same thing here. You know, I've met, and I'm not an announcer like you guys are. and I'm more of a, fa- I'm not more of a, I'm, I'm a fan. Uh, but you know, Nick White, and, uh, and this weekend I got to sp- spend some time with Mike Hammett. So it's been it's been very fun. It's been entertaining, I love those guys. But, you know, I absolutely love those guys. But you know, for as much as Danny and Colin hate Georgia State, they speak highly of the uh, the base the new baseball coach in the program now mm-hmm. at Georgia State. And quite honestly, I understand that because uh, Colin Lacey's had a relationship with him for, for from my understanding, about seven or eight years. So,
1: I caught I caught the portion of the broadcast when they played Georgia State. Uh, Colin Lacey was highlighting that so along with Danny Reed, and that. that... That was very nice to hear. And, yeah, as you mentioned, Georgia State, it's its a better program. It's a much better program. They're, I believe they're trying to build a new ballpark, I think. I know so, it, Georgia State kind of takes a bad rep for having the worst ballpark uh, in the Sun Belt. I've never been there. I, well, I can't speak for myself. I, I can only speak for what I hear, I guess, which is not really good at all. So I, I, it's hard for me to judge any sort of program that I have not seen, been to. or Heck, we I, we, we didn't play Georgia State this year. I, we didn't play them. I haven't seen them since 2019.
0: Well, all I will say is I do not want to insult a, a, a high school park by calling Georgia State's baseball field a high school park. So, uh, all right, not very. All good. right, but you know, you know, the thing is about it. And I just read this recently, and I asked Colin about it. Uh, there is a push uh, from the state legislature, state legislature in Georgia. It's easy to sit for you to after two beers, Craig. Uh, Hold on now. Uh, There is a push to raise uh, for the state to put in money for the funding to build the stadium. It's on the old; uh, it would be built next to Turner Field on the old Fulton County Stadium uh, grounds. And right now, they still do have a line that shows where Hank Aaron hit the home run over the right field or over the left field fence. I want to say. Oh well. And there is that line. And my understanding is they're going to incorporate that. The, the outfield will be the same as what it was in Fulton County Stadium they're going to mark the spot they're going to bring the outfield there so they can honor Hank Aaron forever there you know which I think is awesome one of the greatest not one of the greatest just home run hitters but greatest ball players and uh if you look at Hank I did not realize oh, a great man as well yes great human being mm-hmm. let's, let's put it that way but you know Everyone knew about his numbers and in in, in, in in home runs, but his batting average, you know his you know he's got a couple gold gloves, his fielding percentage. He was an all around ball player before we talked about all around ball players. You know you talked about the cripples triple crown and things like that. but you know, Hank, Hank was an amazing human being, so that's cool that's a that's a great gesture i'm, I'm
1: happy to hear that so yeah no again r- kind of wrapping that up just just looking forward to what georgia state's building and you know i yeah, we're all Sunbelt rivals, but I have no hatred to anybody. Like, I, I love for for basketball when I travel, I love getting to see everybody. I love getting to see different places. I love getting to see what these institutions are putting in, what's new. Anytime I go into an arena that I've been to, hey, what's new? Have they done any improvements? Is anything
0: new? Is there a new video board up? You always look for something new and see improvements, and you know I can respect that. And as long as the Sunbelt continues to improve, and I think that's one of the things where if you could – the only thing that – I love this town don't get me wrong montgomery i love what they did here i love this ballpark i love the uh, the host and everything that worked with us here but the only thing i will say i think in the past if you had it at a at, if you had a host site on one of the team's campuses i think it kind of forced people to upgrade their facilities so uh i i, I would agree
1: in a way you know, there's, you know, when, it, when it's host sites, there's only, you know, we've talked about this before, only what, three or four, you yep. know, uh, ballparks that could actually right. legitly host uh, a conference tournament. There's very specific, you know, requirements that you have to have. You have to have an available TV booth, even though here at the Sunbelt Conference, the ESPN Plus announcers are sitting in a, a spot in Indianapolis right now oh really uh, which drives me absolutely insane as a uh, as a broadcaster there are two radio booths here which is fine it's adequate it's perfect you, you have to have those but you need you need an auxiliary booth you need you need something else you need video replay monitoring you, there, there's certain requirement you need a certain uh attendance requirement uh, how right. many people you can fit in? So there's a lot of limitations that go into who can, who can, and who can't host a, a conference tournament. I'm happy it's a neutral site. I love neutral site tournaments. Uh, go to a place that probably many of these players have never been. I personally right. never been to Montgomery. I'm seeing a place new, and I'm absolutely loving this. This is awesome. You are rewarding the student athletes for the grind of the year. You know, you may go out, you may lose both games. That's sports. That's what it is. But I hope these guys got to go out, walk around downtown Montgomery, see something they never seen before. Yes. I've seen a lot of things I've never seen before, out here in Montgomery.
0: You know, you have the uh, Civil Rights Museum here. You have the Rosa Park Museum here. You've got the Hank Williams uh, Senior Museum here. Uh, it's funny. The first night that we were here at the stadium, we were watching baseball. As we were walking, and uh, someone mentioned the Alan Jackson saw midnight in Montgomery. I looked at my cl- I looked at my phone. It was midnight, and we were standing in front of Hank Williams Senior statue. I thought that was that was kind of gave me a little bit of chills. And I know it's kind of Morbid in mean, a little bit, but I'd, I would love to take a ride out to the cemetery where Hank Williams uh, Sr. is buried him, and, uh, and and see him and Miss Audrey's uh, grave grave site. Uh, my dad was a huge, huge fan of Hank Williams, and I just I reminds me of my dad every time I see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the first thing I did
1: was uh, when I walked by the Hank Williams statue, I sent a picture of my dad, and Hank Williams was still that was before my dad's time. Uh, not to you know, date or. Age myself, or whatever. I'm 30 right. years old. Obviously, I, that was not my generation or anything. Exactly. But you know, you look at you know current music and current artistry and whatnot. Obviously, I know who Hank Williams is. The influence that he has had on uh, not only country music but music worldwide is is absolutely incredible. And, and yeah, that actually would be a, a fantastic trip. Uh, I've yet to go to the Hank Williams Museum. Hopefully, I'll get
0: the get the chance to do it. Uh, I think now, that's it, my plan tomorrow morning. Just get up and go. Well, I may have
1: to join you. I may have to have you give me a give me a wake up call. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna see what time they're open tomorrow, and I'll let you know, and we can plan on that. And if need be, we can. Uh, I want to continue over, maybe if it, if it. Well, I, what time do we play? What time do you play? Tomorrow? Oh yeah, we got a noon game. That might be oh, tough. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So I, I keep forgetting about that on Saturday morning. Well, speaking of
1: tomorrow, and I'm not sure exactly when you're posting this, but I, mean, I yeah. think tomorrow is going to be one of the best days of Sunbelt Conference baseball that you're gonna you're gonna have in quite some time. I think we've got four very even teams uh, about to play. UTA plays South Alabama at noon, and then Louisiana plays Georgia Southern. Yeah. I've, I've turned that the heavyweight battle. I'm still—I know we've talked about this before. I'm still trying to come up with a name for y'all's battle because y'all don't ever play each other. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's two just just elite teams going at it, and then UTA and South Alabama—the series in Arlington this year. Uh, Two of the most even teams you've ever seen. And one play here, two plays there, it's a totally different series. It's either a sweep for South Alabama or it might have been a sweep for UT Arlington. Yes. Uh, Just just two or three calls go a different direction. You never know what happens in that series. I think we have two games of baseball tomorrow that are going to be absolutely fantastic.
0: You know, all all of it didn't come down to the last day, but but it came down to the last weekend where Georgia Southern still had an opportunity. And Troy had an outside shot. Opportunity to get to first place, but uh, the, the UTA Mavs and, and the, the Raging caves both had an opportunity to swap, swap places. You know, what Cavings came out on top, and by doing that, uh, uh vaulted uh, Georgia Southern into the number two spot. So, I think all that being said, I mean, we're looking, uh, ULM is not going away. I mean, they've got first and third right now with no one out. It's a nine-three game. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, we're in the uh, top of the seventh, so not a whole lot of time for ULM to come to come back from. But don't tell ULM this is a meaningless game.
1: No, not at all. And, and as you know, you're going to see Georgia Southern tomorrow, you you want to see a little battle and. and- there's pros and cons to both, you know. This game as well. You want to see how your team handles this adversity. Okay, you got okay, you got a big lead. Are you just gonna just gonna lay down, or is you, are you just gonna let ULM gonna keep scoring? Uh, but ULM at the same time, are okay, we just gonna lay down? No, we're gonna try to keep scoring. We're gonna try to win this game. So, uh, and
0: I I tell you, and it may have been
1: wrapped up right here. That's a double play. at the easiest well, double. Well, he skipped it, but it is a double play.
0: Yeah, he. Uh, well, they ULM was uh, able to get a run in though. So five run game. It's it's anybody's. I won't say it's anybody's ball. But the thing is that Georgia Southern also is not laying down, taking it like, oh, it's a meaningless game either. They want they want to win. They don't want to be the only team moving in the championship realm uh, as the one and one team. I guess is my point. You know, everybody wanting to be two and zero like everyone else. So,
1: yeah. What you, I mean, obviously, you think you'd want to be two and zero, which everybody is so far. If you are the one on one team, like, do you do you go back to the hotel? If you're Georgia Southern and you, you get fired up, like what are we doing out there, guys? Like we're gonna need we're gonna need you to pick it up tomorrow. And sometimes it could be a saving grace. Sometimes that's that's a bad sign. You you never know in this tournament. It, these baseball tournaments, there's so many factors, but so many factors don't matter at all. It it just comes down to who's going to swing the bat, who's going to get the base hits. As cliche as that sounds, that's what's going to happen.
0: So what do you think? What do you think about your game tomorrow? you got south alabama who's virtually most of the year has been number one on in the east uh obviously uh don't tell jt but you know being in the western division with us we're pulling for you guys at least i am what what do you think is the key to tomorrow's game well i kind of touched on it earlier we we had three i told you i was going to do that i was going to ask you a question that you already answered no no no, that's okay
1: (laughs) We had we had three games in Arlington against the Jags that were absolutely phenomenal, and uh, UTA was uh, able to get a win out of the uh, out of the three. South Alabama won a couple, but I, I, I think the biggest run differential was three or four. I, I think that's what it was. Um, two evenly matched teams, two good pitchers going tomorrow, and two two experienced teams. Two got two teams that have a lot of 2019 guys did the 2020 deal, and then oh she almost she was almost able to barehand that foul ball. But you're going to see experienced teams. You're going to see experienced pitching. UTA has one of the best pitching staffs in the league. South Alabama has oh, some of the best on, man. few hitters. Get that ball in the
0: back to her. What are you talking about, man? She the ball came over the. Oh, oh she's trying a, to.
1: Oh, if she turns yes. around, oh, she's got to look to the. Oh, she's giving her the cold oh, shoulder no. right now. He, he's like, it, it, one, yeah, of the, now, anyway. one of the
0: player managers or the coach. Uh, as, as ULM just hits one off the
1: scoreboard. Oh my goodness, boy! If, if you don't erase that double play, look what this game could have yeah. been right there. Wow, it's nine five now.
0: Oh, he! Oh, come on, man! You had a you had a home run ball, and you threw it back on the field. No, we've,
1: we've got we've got
0: varying uh, and that's a balls, ULM like see? giving
1: balls to fans right now that like all over the field right
0: now. That's a ULM fan. Bring it to your uh, bring it to your guy that hit the home run. Well, she got
1: her ball. though. She, she got her ball. Uh, we have one off the local IQ portion of the scoreboard. That's the second uh, scoreboard yeah. ball we've had today. We watched Logan Cerny of Troy hit one off the WSFA 12 news sign against UTA in the bottom of the first inning earlier this afternoon. Have not had another train ball yet. That's what I love about this ballpark. So many quirks. I heard you and Jay Walker talking on and y'all's portion of the podcast, just how, how cool this ballpark is. The quirks and the, and the walls and
0: everything surrounding the ball field. Such such a great park. Well, you brought, you brought up about the, the fiber optics out in right field, and that kind of, to me, I... It's one of those things that I'm not a fan of all the quirks in, but when you have something and a reason to do all that, it's kind of interesting. It makes it makes a statement about your ball club. You almost put up, you
1: almost put up a sign that says we had to do this. Yeah,
0: or at least you you uh, well sponsored by the Railroad Commission of, uh, of Alabama is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm really not usually and uh, if well if it's a if it's a uh, telecommunications, there are usually uh, fiber warning signs in the area, no digging here and such. And there may be out there, I just may not be able to see them from here. The orange signs that you're traveling down the road, I'm, I'm, you know. And that is a world I do not know. <laughs> well, yes. Uh 30 years as a telecommunications engineer and dealing with that uh well you you may that is a world you may know well it's it's different when you walk around town everybody else is looking up at buildings and the architecture i'm looking down i'm looking for water meters manholes and things like that because i'm to me i'm designing the the fiber route through town how am i going to get from point a to point b mm-hmm. so and, and I, I i try to get out of that because i miss a lot of the world but uh it is what it is so uh, I know you just talked about it, about two evenly matched teams, but there's the old adage that uh, pitching and defense gets you to the championship, but hitting's going to get you out of it. Do you think it'll come down to hitting on, on, on either side, or you think the pitching still dominates right now?
1: I think pitching still dominates. Uh, tomorrow's starters have not have not thrown; they've had plenty of rest. Okay. Uh, defense is going to have a factor of it. And before today, UT Arlington had a 973 fielding percentage. What does that mean? Well, that means right now, if that was to stand, it's not quite that after two errors today in the the infield. uh, UTA, if they were to finish the season with a 973 fielding percentage, that would be the highest fielding percentage they've ever finished with. They've had a fantastic uh, core of infielders and outfielders as well. Uh, playing defense. like they, they don't make mistakes. They're not going to give up anything and there was two errors today. It happens. It's going to happen to everybody at some point but the key for UTA this year has been the defense. We've seen some spectacular plays and that comes with experience. Josh Manhara is our shortstop. Is uh, approaching 250 career games played which is already our all-time program record. He's done this a time or two. He knows what's going on and he was one of the only starters uh, to stay in the game uh, the entire time over today. Continuing to add to his already program okay. record at bats record, uh, trying to add to his home runs list, where he's, I believe, now tied for fourth on. Uh, So, it it comes down to experience. And and South Alabama and UTA, two very experienced teams, and these boys know how to play. And I think we're in for a showdown tomorrow.
0: Well, South Alabama uh, is second in pitching and leads the league in defense, and that's what's what's got them this far. So, I'm not saying that that anything's going to change there, because it's really... uh, Oh, you almost bobbled that one. So... You brought up your team last question and i think i think we've uh, rambled long enough with our with our beer but last question here the big man that you guys have got on your team did he i, I don't remember if he stole a base or he rounded third and he came in and slid in home and i was like very very impressed i know he I, I think he hit a home run yesterday or was he yesterday also uh, you're talking about the
1: bottom of the first inning. Casey uh, Gregory is a sacrifice fly into yes. left field. Anthony Dominguez is scoring from third base as well. Man, Anthony's such a great guy. Uh, he looks like he has fun on the ball field, doesn't? I mean, he does. Well, there was a time in 2019 uh, whenever they'd go out to you know stretch in the outfield, uh, we'd always see him do a full cartwheel uh, running out and, really? and, and stretch and before the stretching and whatnot. So he did, he did it every game, every time we saw I'd be watching from the booth. Say, there they go, hey, watch full cartwheel. This is not a half cartwheel. This is a true cartwheel. Uh, you know just a fun guy to be around and uh, you know, I'm happy for him to you know be be back in the uh, the lineup a little bit and uh, good to see him having success. So uh, that's, that's the thing about love about baseball. And I, I know every every coach, every fan, every every radio, uh, you know, yuck monkey like myself yeah. is going to talk about. But uh, you love your team. There's great guys all around. Oh, yeah. Uh, everyone is so nice. You know, everyone's raised right. And that's a credit to the coaches and the parents as well about these guys. And, and they're quality men. And they're out there. They're playing a the sport they love. And, and, and they're living their dream. And, uh, you know, they, they want most people to be a part of it as
0: well. And that's one thing you got to love about college baseball. Well, I said I was going to end, but I'm not because that – brings up a point you know Jay and I were able to meet one of the parents last night for the first time I guess well I'm not sure they thought he stepped off the bag they had a review but it's it's a with it's it's the third out we're moving on so ULM's down to their last six outs I believe but you know we met we're able to meet that's that's the hardest part about I mean and you haven't you don't travel with the team necessarily so those are the times that we like when we're when we're traveling with the team and talking and you get to meet the parents and everything so it's uh
1: Yes, and that's 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 a that's a challenge for me because I don't travel um, sometimes with the tournament um, nice thing about our ball field is it's our radio booth is literally it's there's there's our booth and then right below us is, is there's a row of seats uh, you don't really have that here at this stadium uh, but I can lean out the window and and Touch, wave. you know, touch, yeah, you know, wave, and, and uh, yeah. you know, shake hands with people, yep. and you know, if they if they stand up on the seat, then they're eye level with me and all. Okay, um, you know, throughout the years, I've had parents come up to me, and that that's what makes this career right here. It's yes. not about it's not about the money. <laughs> it ain't about the money. No. Let me tell you that right now. Um, but it's about meeting meeting people, relationships, people telling you that they love listening to you, and um, just meeting new people, meeting players, hearing their side of the story, and then talking baseball. And that's exactly what we're doing right now. We're talking.
0: Well, you know. It, Thanks for that. That, that I'm going to have to remember. I'm going to have to uh, cut that part out there and use that as a promo.
1: Oh, good. So we're one for one now. So you won't cut the previous one about Danny no, Reed, no, but no, you'll no, cut no, this no, one. No, okay, no. sorry. So, hey, eye for an eye on this one. Yes.
0: No, but, you know, <laughs> uh, Jay brought it up last night as as uh, Shelly Fitzgerald, uh, Ben Fitzgerald, who hit the home run, uh, mentioned. She told Jay, thank you for all the nice things you say about my son. And, and Jay flouts. She goes, I don't say nice things because I'm – i'm getting paid to you. i say nice things because he earned it mm-hmm. and he's told me the same thing yeah before yeah
1: heck i remember ben fitzgerald when we had the espn plus broadcast uh in arlington we highlighted him pregame and whatnot and i'm looking at john Mochak, my color uh color analyst and i'm like oh, this dude's a stud I mean, just this dude can this dude can swing the bat and, and i'm sure obviously i don't know him personally or anything yeah.
0: but you know i mean yeah you know it i know for itself. i know it was a little easier last night but he had a smile on his face you know i'm, I'm at uh for the first time because of COVID, I met Drake Osborne here at the baseball stadium. And, and I said, I said, hi, I'm Craig Malosaw. And he goes, hi, I'm Dr. And he smiled and said, I'm Drake Osborne. And I go, as soon as you smiled, I knew who you were. Because on, on the baseball field, it, it, I said, I told him the story about four years ago. I'm walking into Pete's family restaurant. And if you're uh, available, if you uh, know the area, Josh is going for the foul ball. Oh, uh, we didn't get That up. actually about. Oh, wait, we get up. Oh, sorry. Oh. that hurt sorry uh, uh, it uh, he is he gonna get the baseball or is he waiting for somebody to come down a, a young young kid no uh, he I uh, thought
1: that was my chance I'm sorry I'm, I'm yeah. back here
0: no uh, I, w- I was going into Pete's and if you're looking for a, a place to watch the game tomorrow and hopefully Sunday uh, Pete's family restaurant fish watch party for UH Cajun baseball but uh, I was walking in for one of the coaches show I believe and a guy stopped and, and and opened the door for me and i i looked at him i said and he didn't have a baseball cap on so i looked at him i said i said i'm sorry i said uh are you a baseball player and he that smiled and i said never mind you're izzy as edwards i said as soon as you smile there's no way i can't recognize that smile. i think ball ball players baseball players especially at the college level Smile, I think a lot more. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I think everybody, when you're losing, you don't you don't want to be losing. But at the same time, being there's not that face mask there that you have in football. There's not guys running up and down the court where you can't see them. They're walking off the field. You've got either the camera on them or or you're you're close enough to the baseball field where you can see that. Well, it's the
1: game itself. Baseball is a slower paced game. There's more downtime. There's more there's more time to. The term "goof off" is not not the correct term, but you, there's camera shots of guys, and, and you'll notice, you know, from the stands, you know, their their antics because there's a lot of downtime. Basketball, you're up and down, you're up and down, you're up and yeah. down, and most sports is like that. But baseball, there's a lot of downtime. Hey, you have a ground out Okay, these outfielders all reset. We got our second baseman out here for UOM, clapping, clap, uh, you know, punching his glove and whatnot. So you you notice that, and that's when you can pick up on certain antics of everyone and how they behave, and then you see their faces as well. It's just a part of the sport.
0: You know, you showed me the video earlier of uh, UTA and Troy was Troy, yes, well, with the, with the rain delay. And I know, I know we, we we don't hate, we don't like rain delays. But at the same time, many times that I've just sat out in the rain because I've had a rain suit on watching because the things you see from the dugout and the guys going back and forth or throwing the baseball back and forth, playing hangman or. Uh, uh, they said
1: georgia southern here in the bottom of the seventh oh, he least, he oh about going no, to, no
0: no no nah, dude you're, you're about to get gunned down quick and that was really the first time i had seen something like
1: that because you know most times when there's a rain delay you're going to know pretty quick ah, this is done or or, or are we going to wait around for three hours and 2015 troy and ut arlington uh, had a lightning delay waited around for about an hour and a half well the guys were throwing a baseball uh between each dugout no one had to clear the stadium that was the weird part about that lightning slash rain yeah. delay or whatever. Uh, So they were playing hangman. Then all of a sudden it turned into a dance-off. And then everyone came out and a jousting competition uh, erupted where uh, maybe one of the taller guys on the team, uh, the coaches were not thrilled about this at all, Uh, came out, guy put on catcher's catcher's gear, and they would run. It's a joust. They had their baseball bats, and whoever dropped the bat lost. They're not running into each other or anything. It's a joust. And then the very last thing they did was a very fake – WWF WWE a uh, little wrestling right. match. Everybody played the part. You know, it wasn't real. No one's actually like you know performing bad moves on anything. Uh, you know, people are yelling, screaming. Both teams are ho- hollering at each other. It was just good, clean fun. And, uh, you know, I didn't expect for that to happen during the rain delay. Uh, made Sports Center that night. It was a lot of fun. That was uh, back in 2015 in the uh, Sun Belt Conference baseball tournament. Y'all had an impact on that game because y'all were waiting for that game to finish so you know if Louisiana was going to be the home or away team. Yes. Going into the next game. Uh, yeah, and you don't get that often. That's—I almost think that's a—you know—maybe a, a once in three, maybe a lifetime opportunity to see something like that because that, that does not happen often. But yeah, we hate rain delays. Hey, today got affected by rain.
0: That's yeah, 4:30. Oh, man, do you see any rain out yeah. here, Craig? No, I don't. I, I, it's getting a little humid, but oh, oh, come on! You could have had him. That's all right. I, last time you threw it in the dugout, so uh, we won't mention who. But uh, no, but I—you—you you, doing that? And I remember being out. We were out in. Uh, in the parking lot across the street, which I don't think is there anymore, the parking lot is much smaller because they built a academic building there at Troy, and we were waiting for it. And I remember walking. Out. There was never any rain because we sat outside and listened to music and did our thing. I've got a picture on my phone.
1: there uh, now it was some wild clouds. Yes. I went in the first base. I went up the top of the stands, and I took a picture of these clouds rolling in. Uh, and I was like, man, this is this is, this is about to get a little serious up here and it never did it just kind of rolled over it thundered a little bit we saw some lightning
0: but that but that's but that's college baseball you're not going to see it in the pros they're going to go into their 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 locker room and yeah. and do whatever they there's,
1: yeah there's no you know i mean unless you're going to yeah unless you're going to a very high 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 power five you're not going to have that yeah uh at all and, and half those guys probably don't want to go inside you want to hang on the dugout or, or, or do whatever because that's i mean that's where half these guys spend you know a good portion of their lives you know in their in their college years is in the dugout yes
0: well, we're going to wrap things up today for today. Thank you very much, Josh, for, for being here with me. I appreciate it very much. Greg, absolutely, man. And uh, you got to be careful on these fly balls here, man. That ball absolutely carries.
1: Especially when the wind's blowing in that direction out. So. Yeah. Craig, I'm glad UTA got the win. I'm glad Louisiana got the win last night. I know it was a little touchy to go there for a second against a uh, tough App State, but uh, the best news is you and I get to play tomorrow. And if it all works out, maybe we play on Sunday, and uh, maybe we'll still be friends
0: after that. Oh, we'll always be friends, Josh. For We're Talking, I'm Craig Malonso with Josh Sowers. Thanks again for everybody for listening. Have a good day. Any redistribution or reproduction of any part or all of the contents in any form is prohibited except. Ah, who the hell are we kidding? Distribute it. Share it. Put it in your podcast. Broadcast it. Or put it on social media. Just give credit where credit's due.